This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Before we get into today's episode, I want to do some shout outs and some announcements. I am very fortunate that there are small shops that are really supporting this podcast and I have to shout them out and exchange that energy and I really hope that you guys support these shops also. We're going to start off with Lost Trail Coffee who is sponsoring our podcast right now. I really love the coffee but I also incorporate it into my spell work so I want to tell you guys how you can incorporate it into yours. Starting off with my main bitch, the real highlight of the whole fucking thing. Red Mountain Sumatra. If you follow me on TikTok, you know I call her the Red Mountain Kama Sutra. It's orgasmic, okay? You're going to use this one for coffee scrying. It's a full body and earthy blend that helps ground you while you're opening your third eye and your other senses and really helps you to be able to focus into that black mirror of coffee to illuminate messages that you haven't been seeing. Hell's Revenge is coming in with some creativity spell. It has hints of hazelnut, and hazelnut is for inspiration, granting your wishes, wisdom, and luck. And then Old School Joe for cleansing your tarot deck. Keep the beans inside of a box or a drawer with your cards for keeping the deck clear of negative energy. I want to emphasize that these do come ground or whole bean. You want whole beans when you're putting them in with your tarot cards. I made the mistake of trying ground because like it's just what I had on hand and it was a really messy experience and you want the bean, the fucking whole bean. Then they have the Rubicon Espresso for energy attraction and affirmation. It has hints of milk chocolate, which represents the heart chakra. It's balance, raising your vibration, friendship, nourishment, and self-love. Stir your coffee in the morning, speaking positive words about yourself, what you want to exude and attract that day, and then absorb that energy as you drink your coffee and give yourself peace to start the day. And then last but certainly not least is the Fordis French Roast. This one I recommend for helping keep nightmares away. You can burn the coffee beans like an incense to keep away negative energy and spirits and nightmares. It's a full body dark roast, which makes the smell more potent, which makes your banishing spell work more intense. It's really great for those witches who maybe do some more baneful working or really want like a strong, powerful outcome. It really gives some extra heat on your spell work and then we cannot forget kim dunn at the other side spirit shop you may remember her and her husband ryan from the paranormal witchery episode they are the paranormal investigators and kim incorporates her witchcraft into their paranormal investigations and protecting her family 
Well, I paired up with Kim at the Other Side Spirit Shop for custom guest boxes for my guests every week. So every single week when an episode drops, Kim will listen to the episode and put together a customized gift box for that guest with items from her shop. Of course, I don't just have witches on the podcast. We have all different kinds of people on the podcast. And so Kim really tailors those boxes to somebody's spiritual practice and has the ability to really see what somebody is going to need. And I love that. And I really want us to support her shop. Some of the things that I absolutely love from her shop are the simmer pot pouches so that's your simmer pot items are all put together for you you just order the ones that you're wanting for which intention you want throw it into boiling water on your stove and you're good to go she has besoms all different kinds of besoms which those that don't know those are altar brooms she's got ones that are chicken feet altar brooms ones that are for grounding and cleansing she's got all different kinds and she's everything from spell jewelry to things that you may need in your craft like red brick dust and she also does this witch's spell box where she puts a whole bunch of things into a box for 63 dollars i mean you really can't go wrong she's got shelves for your decor whatever it is that you're needing for your witchy practice you can go over to the other side spirit shop take a look at what she has tell her that i sent you and please go support her we have Ambrosia back on the podcast today, you guys. You may remember her from the Don't Spit on the Banana episode. She is back to give us an update on where she is in life. And we dive a little bit deeper into the topic of spell work. If you don't already follow her, please go make sure that you follow Ambrosia. I learned so many tips and tricks from just following her page she gave me some new perspectives on spell work and new perspectives on like returning my energy to sender and shit like that. And I tell you what I'm not doing. And that is returning energy back to people that they send in my direction. I will now be collecting, harnessing, repurposing that fucking energy and keeping it all to myself. That is one of the very many topics that we talk about in this episode. So sit back chill the fuck out, grab a bowl, and let's hang out with Ambrosia. You guys can watch the video interview of this episode and previous episodes on Patreon, available to every single tier. Every tier also has access to additional content like true crime and witchcraft, witchcraft histories, histories of dark goddesses, additional bonus interviews, and so much more. That Patreon link is in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast, but it's also www.patreon.com slash coven of rejects. Welcome back to the podcast, Ambrosia. Thanks for having me. So exciting. You're welcome. I talk, I refer people to your episode all the time when they're over here trying to talk about like getting into witchcraft and doing spell work and stuff. I'm always like, you need to know how to reverse that shit and whatnot because you need to go listen to Don't Spit on the Banana because Ambrosia literally <laughs> had warts on her face. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was tragic a rookie mistake for sure but I was yeah I was glad to share it I share a lot (laughs) 
I know I love that about your page too, because um, people can really see like actual spell work being done. I think a lot of people talk about it, but to actually see it be done and be able to have it be so powerful that you can literally feel the energy through the screen is something that you do very uniquely. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's important not to just show the process, but also what the results could look like and, you know, the realistic expectations around spell work. Um, it's not like the movies. And sometimes we have, you know, fairly little control over the outcome that's going to come from it. We have our intent, but how, how it gets to there is uh, often a mystery. So it's a, yeah, Absolutely. I think it's just good to, yeah, give people that insight. What has been going on with you? So last time that we had talked, I it was like, uh, it was a year ago that we had spoken and you were in this, yeah. like, I remember you were in kind of a lull because you were taking time off of going to work and you were kind of like, I'd love to be doing like my practice full time and offering that, but it like just doesn't seem like it's a possible thing right now. So how have we evolved? Yeah, so uh, I started the Academy of Veiled Arts to be able to teach, uh, and I started that in uh, a year ago, <laughs> so it wasn't actually quite um, long after um, we did the episode, and so yeah, I've been teaching my practice on there, it's a series of lessons, like from the most basic concepts up to like more complex things, um, and actual spells and rituals and things like that, um, so we have usually around 300 students it's subscription based so it's always going to be um it fluctuates and um yeah that's been incredible it's um I ended up not going back to work <laughs> and doing this full time um so that's been a big adjustment but a, a really great one um so just doing readings and yeah the um the academy and it's um yeah still lots to come there's so many things that i've got on the horizon as well um like books and um meditations and uh there's, there's a lot <laughs> and i'm one of these people like i have all of these ideas and all of these things i want to do but i actually have to like do them <laughs> that's so fucking cool because i i specifically remember and mind you like i no matter how many guests I've had after I talked to you, I didn't even have to go back and listen to your episode to remember the conversation that we had and where you were at in life. Because I, I remember so clearly talking with you and you talking about like maybe returning to this job, whatever. And I remember feeling like there's no way she can return to that. Like she has to be doing this full time. So I feel like a little cheerleader inside for you right now that like you made that happen. Yeah, I had, you're right, like I, there was, once I took the break and immersed myself in it full time, um, yeah, there was no going back. And like my guides have been pushing me for that for so long that it would be such a like disservice to myself to do it. Um, so yeah, I have no regrets. Like I, everything's changed. Like my life is completely different from like that year ago, like my marriage, I divorcing and okay, I moved update me on and, all the things yeah so um with that uh you know big old cheater turns out and <laughs> he cheated on you yeah. uh, he did he did um 
so that are was you gonna so like make cliche. his dick rot off with a spell or like <laughs> i don't i don't like it i no. will fly there <laughs> i know right everyone's like why would you fuck over a witch um no obviously there's a lot more nuance to the situation um i did <laughs> he did go through a little bout of not being able to get it up for a while but i didn't do that <laughs> he did accuse me of it i didn't do it um <laughs> that was funny um but ultimately you know with everything yeah he didn't you know handle that great um but you know there was other things going on there so it was just time to to move on and uh you know he's a great dad we co-parent well and yeah i'm just gonna leave it be uh because i know that there's something much better out there for me in the long run you're so classy you're so classy <laughs> well i need somebody who's like gonna like do rituals with me and like push me and do that and he was very um mundane in that way like very supportive of me um but it's very much like yeah just do that over there and uh let's not talk about it because i yeah ultimately don't have any belief in it um so I can't Muggles. live this lifestyle full time. Yeah, with a muggle. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so we're getting rid of the husband. And then what else are we doing? Oh, what are gone. we replacing him with? Um, well, I haven't so far. Uh I went on, you know, a healing journey to because you know, I was toxic too. I have to like own my part in it. Uh, so I've gone on this healing journey. I went on one Tinder date. <laughs> I didn't mean replacing him with a person. I meant like what hobbies, passions, <laughs> dreams, desires. Because oh. <laughs> there's no prospects. Uh, no, uh, yeah. So I've just honestly I just thrown myself into my work. Um so the academy lessons, um, you know, I've got a lot of <laughs> the the way I run the academy is pretty um chill i'd say uh i just start recording and start talking i have an idea of what i want to like get out but i often go off on tangents and whatnot and so um it's very real <laughs> and it's just yeah me like getting information out of my brain and into somebody else's um but i do like try to plan like the structure of how i want it to go and you know i've got like three books going and i like dabble in that and i come i just i'm i'm being led like whatever i feel inspired to do that day i do it uh, so if it's make a lesson i'll make a lesson if i want to make a TikTok, i'll do that if i want to do a spell i'll do that if something comes up i'm going to do that instead um really d i don't even know what the word is <laughs> um the whole system of like the nine to five and having to do i'm i'm out of that now so I'm working more than I ever did before, but I'm loving it. So it's, it's great. And there's no set anything like, yeah, I don't like anyone having expectations of me anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that I experienced too, when you um, stop working for somebody else and you start working like for yourself and being in charge of your own time is we do so many things, but they're like, you, you lose that, like, time scale human construct of I have to be here from this time to this time doing these tasks right here and then all of my extra things I'll just kind of piece together and you get to have like the freedom to listen to whatever your guides or spirit or whatever want you to be yeah. doing at that time with your energy and it's fucking beautiful 
absolutely i'm definitely at the point in my life where if i don't want to do something i'm not fucking doing it um good luck getting me to <laughs> like obligations like you know i've got kids so there's like obligations there that i have to do but other than that nah. <laughs> if, if i'm not feeling it it's not happening good that you you deserve to have that though too and it's really important when you're doing energy work for other people that you not be forcing yourself to do things at certain times or whatever, because yeah. contrary to what people might think, it's not an endless tap. <laughs> it isn't. And when you're doing this kind of work, if you don't look after yourself, you will burn yourself out so quickly. Um, so looking after your energy is paramount. Doing readings is energetically draining doing spell work is energy. like even though you try not to use your own energy as much as possible of course you are in some capacity um so yeah you, you gotta look after it like to be a good channel and to you know have effective spell work if you're tapping a dry well you're not gonna have any success so i've definitely you know committed to things in um you know in the academy or even for people if i'm you know wanting to help somebody out and then the day comes and i just i'm like i don't have the energy for it today it's not happening and not you know you have to be a little bit unapologetic about it sometimes um because it's you you have to come first yeah it's a hard place um i think for people to especially when you're talking about like coming out of the workforce where your whole focus is constantly like to not disturb somebody and to do it, you know, at a certain time and, and to be relied on or whatever, or you look like a flake and it doesn't matter if you don't feel good or whatever, you better be there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's so different to then have different boundaries for yourself too, and different space for your energy. What kinds of things are you doing to be able to take care of yourself and kind of recharge? So I've implemented like a few things like in the morning um, and we're just like, I've actually just started this series on in the academy and I've called it practice basics. Um, and it's not actually witchcraft, it's self-care. So um, that's giving yourself time in the morning, it, like 10 minutes minimum, and it's hydrating. Got to drink your water. <laughs> like, water is the conduit in your body. It's life force. If you're dehydrated, you're getting messages and things like that is going to be difficult. Um, and it causes, you know, a lot of physiological effects as well. So hydration is really important. Then there's mindfulness as well. When we are doing divination and connecting with guides and medium work, we can be so up here that we forget about our physical body. So getting back into your body, um, I use things like stimulation, like rollers and, you know, um, in, engaging all of my senses at the same time. So putting some incense on or some oils and, you know, drinking my tea that I really enjoy, um, feeling the heat on that, visual stimulation as well, sounds, um, really getting in my body and just being present with myself in this reality for at least 10 minutes and just, you know, grounding yourself. Um, is the best thing and then there's also um, you know intentional replenishment so that's grounding with the earth um, and that's you know visualization and you can actually physically feel the energy of the earth coming up through your body connecting with your energy cleansing it replenishing charging um, I get out in the sun if I can and I charge under the sun you know 
the sun is a you know um a great source of energy we harness it in solar power we can do it in our bodies too um the moon is and like it's a secondary energy source from the sun and it charges us in a different way um so yeah those are the main things that I do every single day is non-negotiables and when I don't do them I feel like shit and of course like I'm not perfect I I slip up all the time and don't do it <laughs> um, but I'm trying to be better at it I'm trying to you know teach that as yeah um, a basic of being a good practitioner because if you're not grounded and your energy is shit your readings are going to be shit your spell work's going to be shit so you have to do it if you want to be good and I came to this realization because I burnt myself out. I was doing these high level, high magic rituals and just being so flat afterwards because I wasn't replenishing myself. And it's like a fucking course. You need to, your practice without a good foundation is nothing. So get back to that. And I actually had this, uh, a phenomenal reading from somebody in our coven and that was the message to me. And I was like, literally like, oh, I need a message. I, I, I know I need a, uh, some guidance and it's from you. So tell me. Um, their name's Katie. They're awesome. And um, it was just red meat of filth immediately. Like, well, your foundation <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> you're not looking after yourself. So, ugh. and I was like, yeah, that's so true. Um, I, I know better than that. Um, so, we, we, yeah, sometimes we just need a kick in the butt. But that's, um, those are the basics and obviously like there's add-ons that you can do like eating good food and um you know meditation for you you know extension of your gifts and things like that but as a it's the fucking bare minimum like to give yourself 10 minutes in the morning to get back in your body and connect with something I so. think that's a really good um like basis as far as you teaching others before they're even getting into like their spell work and things like that, figuring out how they can be grounding themselves and what they can do every single day that gets them into a routine of taking care of their body first, because you learn from trial and error that mm. you didn't take care of yourself. And now people don't have to keep repeating those mistakes because there's people like you who are like, oh, let me, let me tell you everything. I started, Honestly, um, that's like my biggest thing about like my teaching style is here's what I, here's how I fucked up and here's how I fixed it. And you can try it and hopefully it'll work for you too. No, I love, and that's, that's exactly what your last episode was about too, was like, that is that's just genuinely your personality is I'll show you the things that I failed at so that I can help you achieve at those things. And we need more energy like that. Yeah. It's tough when, especially back, like, you know, you've been a practitioner for a long time. We didn't have the resources that we have now. Um, you know, I would get, I would try and get my hands on everything that I could, but you know, your local library has fuck all. Um, school library certain does, certainly doesn't have anything. Bookstores was predominantly Wiccan stuff. And the internet was, you know, the wild west of shitty, you know, angel fire pages and UPGs. <laughs> you had, the only way to learn was on the job. So <laughs> that's what we, that's what I did. I had to, you know, trial and error and take things from here and try them if they didn't work you know tweak it and now I've got you know a substantial practice that I wouldn't teach if I know it didn't work right now is such like 
there's like multiple sides to this. I love that we get to answer people's questions and that they come and like, you know, I just started classes. You've got what you have going on and we're able to like educate people who invest their time and whatever into that. And on the other side of that, there's also the people who just ask questions all of the time. And no matter what, you know, Google link you give them or you tell them like how to go research something, they don't go and re mm -hmm. research it for themselves. And that always rubs me just a little bit extra because I'm like, you don't realize how fucking dope it is that people are even sending you links and telling you where to go. Yeah. Because what I had was Facebook group pages when I was like finally ready <laughs> to talk to people and 40 people commenting on something telling me all the ways to go fuck myself because I was doing things wrong. Like a hundred percent. I don't hold a lot of space for people who ask questions that are easily researchable. Um, the, the, my teaching style is very much um, open-ended as well. So here is the uh, concept and here is how you can adapt. And even when I teach as well, it's like, this is what I'm using and the correspondences and why, and here is how you can make it your own. And I encourage that so much because it's going to be that much more powerful when you really think about it. And you also look around and what do you have? And you use your intuition and you might go for a walk and pick things up and then go and look at what, you know, it's medicinal properties or correspondences are and you realize, oh, this is exactly what I needed. Amazing. It's a journey and it's a discovery and you learn so much more. Me just handing somebody a spell, like a recipe and saying, do this is pointless without understanding each step of the way. And so that's what I, whenever I do teach a spell, we go, okay, so what is our representation? Because we know that that's important. What are our correspondences? What is powering the spell? Like what's, where's the energy coming from? What's the conduit? How's it gonna get to where we need it to go? You know, do we need to tether it? Like, um, you know, what other aspects do we need to incorporate? Are we invoking an entity to help us? Um, you know, is this on ourselves? How are we getting this into our body? You know, we've got to think about all of those different steps. And at each point is a point for you to change it into something else. Um, so I'm not big on the, here's a bunch of resources. I, I mean, I do give resources and books of things that I use, like references, but I'm not big on, here's a resource and, um, you know, digest that it's I very much advocate for thinking for yourself and out of the box and you know with these core concepts what can you do because you can do anything um you know as long as you give it enough energy be creative <laughs> yeah and I a big part I think is you know there's so much fear because of like lack of education on things and so I'm sure you get this too I with spell work stuff people are always like well, I'm scared to try that because I don't want to fuck it up. Well, if you educate yeah. yourself on all of the things that you just said, I think that if people took the time to like, you sit for me, I sit down. And if I know that I'm going to be doing like a spell working that I haven't done before, I sit down and I write out, what is the intent of doing this? What is my catalyst? What ingredients am I going to use? And what are they symbolizing? Because when you can physically see something out, maybe then I, I notice like, oh shit, I was going to use these crystals around this to represent this, but that's actually going to be super counterproductive because they're completely different elements. And, you know, and um, 
if you're just educated on different, that there are different ways that you can be doing things, different catalysts you can be using, different ingredients, you don't have to be scared because then you understand how to work your spell work. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, I find that like the fear of practicing, it comes from a lot of different places. Um, so I always recommend like starting off with something small and once you see the result and you know it's not too scary, um, you can move on to bigger things. Um, whenever I do something that I've never done before, like I get nervous about it, of course. Um, you know, you're playing with energy that has the potential to be quite disruptive if not directed correctly. Um, so yeah, there's an element of fuck am I gonna fuck this up like what happens if I fuck this up um, well there's like healthy fear right there's like fear that like yeah, there's a respectful fear, that fear. yeah that one exactly like and you should be respectful when tapping into this stuff um I also like I often feel like people if you come into it um you know with limited respect and just you know slapping things together or trying to reach like trying to invoke a spirit to do something for you when you've got no connection with it you haven't given it an offering mm -hmm. you're you know you get what you get for that so um staying in your lane staying within your you know parameters of what you know you're capable of and slowly growing is the best way to avoid any sort of catastrophe um but even like the biggest mistakes can be undone um and you know anybody who's doing any sort of massive or really heinous curse work or anything like that as a beginner well what made you think you could <laughs> like what made you you know where'd you get the audacity to think that you could just jump into a practice like this and start at the at the finish line um so you'll it's a hard lesson to learn and some people do learn it that way <laughs> you know what like I I think that People seeing things on TikTok and seeing things online, although super educational in so many ways, it gives this false illusion of like, people don't see all that back work that it's taken for somebody to show their baneful working on their, on their page, you know? And so then when you do have these new people, they're like, oh, I love this like dark Gothic energy. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm just like with anything, especially when it comes to spell work and stuff, a majority of the people that are outwardly showing something have been cultivating it behind the scenes and educating themselves for a very long time. Just because they just now put a video up and you're seeing it doesn't mean that that, that they're beginning that, you know? So yeah, I think it's, that um, causes. Yeah. I personally have stopped showing baneful workings just because I started to feel a little bit of a responsibility in in like um, contributing to that factor. Um, um, I know it looks cool, and but I purposefully leave out things within the video. You, it's a sixty second snippet of a, ma a massive ritual um, that I purposefully leave ingredients or um, things out of it. Um, so for someone, if somebody did try to recreate it, it'd probably do nothing. But um, even inspiring someone to get into baneful magic as a beginner, I don't feel like is something that I can take responsibility for. I just don't want it on my conscience. Um, it's, you know, it's not a fucking toy. It's not a game. Um, and just because your ex cheated on you doesn't mean you need to put them in a fucking curse jar and ruin their life. Um, 
and some people don't have the maturity to approach painful magic in that way and you know next thing you know they've cursed their dad because they grounded them or something and the whole house is fucked like <laughs> um making a cursed jar isn't di particularly difficult but they are um nasty little things and putting people especially if you've got their dna in a cursed jar can cause some havoc and i don't think people understand what kind so usually it shows up physically as a physical illness and you know you you just wanted to hurt them a little and now they're they're seriously ill so um so people don't understand like the consequences I, I always say like if you can't if you're going to curse somebody if they died how would you feel would you would you feel fine about it would they deserve it like if you can't if you can't take responsibility for your actions in that and know that you would be okay like yes they fully deserved it and you would not have any remorse or guilt then don't do it um and it's almost like a psychopathical thing to say but if you're gonna really curse someone the oh like the chances of them actually dying if you do it properly are pretty high um maybe not immediately but eventually um that energy becomes consuming um so it's yeah the consequences are real and I just don't think um it's something that I don't want to inspire it you know if you feel a calling into painful magic you're gonna you're gonna go down that pipeline without anybody else's help you know um so but I don't want to be inspiring 13 year olds to make cursed jars and shit like that I just don't want to do it we here at Coven of Rejects do not support you banefully killing people <laughs> no so um, wide disclaimer we we do not do that I've talked about this before but I've not I haven't talked to you about it I fucked up on a um like a baneful working I mean it was successful and I also fucked up so it's not working that like I had how do I say this I was so angry when I did this working that um I, looking back, I protected my own self. I protected my house. I didn't protect the animals outside of my house that belonged to me. Right. And so, um, I did this, I did this working, um, and like so much energy and power went into this and I had buried this thing. I, it was specifically, I wanted a, a specific person to not come on my property. And it was continuously being an issue. So I, um, I did my working and I buried it in a, a spot in my yard. Um, I have a pig that is like as close to a familiar as like I could get. And it was not even two days after I did that working, he fell in a hole out, out back. Um, and mm -hmm like had bruised himself and then he ended up um we had this waterproof like heating pad in his house he ended up waking us up in the middle of the night squealing because he was being electrocuted and he ended up being electrocuted and i had when i had specifically done this working i had seen her like falling i had seen her like just certain, just, I wanted her to have certain feel. Like I imagined electrical fence around my property when I did this working and like all kinds of very specific things that happened to my animal. Um, 
she yeah. did try to come on my property and she threw up in my driveway and texted me and said that she doesn't feel welcome and um whatever and she never right. like so it was it was wonderful but I learned from that instance that you know a lot of baneful workings you do when you are having high emotions and it prevents you from some people prevents you from being able to see things from all aspects and make sure that you really fucking cover yourself. So I fucked up. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to fix all my shit and unbury my stuff. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, the most powerful workings are done in the height of emotion, especially painful workings. Um, and, but yeah, it can make you rash. Um, so, uh, well, all right, I'll just fucking give this away. So yeah. what you need to do is <laughs> you need to place all of that anger in the moment into a box or a sphere and just put it on the shelf for a second, take a fucking breath and then calm, collect it. it maybe even sleep on it because maybe you won't be so angry tomorrow and you won't want to go that far. Um, but then the whole point is so that you can rationally put this together rationally like you can still like be coming from a place of anger or vengeance or justice or whatnot but you have to think of all of it who could be affected by it how is like what do you really want the outcome to be I always like to build a lesson into my curses so that they'll break if they learn a lesson. It's just a little psychological game I like to play, but <laughs> that's just so good. <laughs> it's like beauty and the um, beast. And then that way, yeah, that way they're more likely to work as well because their spirit team isn't going to be able to bat it away because ultimately they're going to grow from it. So, um, but what you do is then when you're going to actually perform it, you go and get all of that rage, that anger out of the ball, out of the box, and you fucking reinvigorate yourself with it. And then you go. Um, I like to just like like beat the shit out of pillows right before I'm about to like do something really heinous. I get I get myself into a dark place and, um, and then I go. <laughs> but you have to be cold, calculated and clear-minded when you're actually constructing it or yeah you can forget the animals or you could forget um you know that this could potentially you know cause a car accident they have a child and you know you have to protect the people around them as well if you're not wanting to hurt them um so yeah uh there's a lot of nuance that I think a lot of baneful practitioners aren't um considering as well um, I had an instance with my, one of my um, protégés where somebody had put her in a curse jar and she's protected and she's got wards so obviously she was fine but it started hitting her family and making them very sick and um, you know one was even in hospital and um, yeah I, she asked me to help I came in and I broke it off but that would have been literally somebody not knowing what they're doing putting her in a cursed jar, that energy going towards her, not being able to penetrate and just attaching to the closest things, which were her family. She lives with her family. Um, and people don't understand that, you know, you're trying to target somebody, but you're not aiming correctly. You're not breaking down protections before you send this stuff. And so you hit their dog instead, you know? Um, yeah, there's a lot to think about and you should think about it a lot because it's serious um sorry it's 11 11 right now 
what I said is correct. <laughs> or whenever <laughs> I see 1111 with my guides, it's always a yes, yes to whatever I was thinking, yes to whatever I was saying. Yes, it's a serious thing. And um, yeah, if you're not willing to put the work into to doing it properly, then don't do it because you're going to end up regretting it in some way. Um, energetic debt is a real thing as well. Casting on somebody who doesn't deserve it, you will pay in some way at some time. <laughs> I think that one of the most basic things, and I, I recommend, I mean, I don't recommend, but like, I always say, if you're just getting into things and you feel like people are coming at you and you're wanting, you know, them to feel what they've given or whatever, you can do something as simple as a return to sender. And that is not you having bad intention for somebody. That is not you wishing something on somebody or fucking with something you don't know. That is you literally. I'm going to give back the energy that people have given. When I do my return to senders, I include, like, I want you to, like, if you have been giving me love, support, you know, whatever, I want that to be coming back to you too. But if you've been yeah. fucking around and, and thinking you're doing something fun, I hope you get exactly back. And it always cracks me up when people go, they were, they were hexing me. No, they were giving you that energy. <laughs> see we I don't return shit I keep the energy and I do use you it. really <laughs> so I trans I transmute um so I've got many wards to catch anything that could be sent my way from evil eye to actual spell work catch it use the energy for my own good depending on what the ward is they all do different things um so I'm I'm never giving back energy if you want to send it to me it's mine now um sorry <laughs> and being on the internet you get a lot of evil eye you know the people watch my stuff and you know hate me for no reason that's fine I don't care um but yeah even them just being like it, that's sending energy to me and through the phone the phone is a conduit so of course it's going to come my way um but yeah I so I don't do return to senders even for really. so I'm talking about for new practicers you you don't oh you new don't recommend yeah. new practicers doing that I do. Um, the The only like issue that I ever see with it is, um, you know, depending on who you're dealing with, if they've got a ward to stop, then you end up playing ping pong with this energy. Um, so transmutation is the easiest thing, catching or even just like grabbing it and discarding it um, or saving it um, because you can save all this dank energy um, for a baneful working if you wanted. Um, save it all up. Um, sending it back lets them know like energetically that you know and you can get into like what we call a witch war where you're just constantly sending it back and forth and so that's annoying but a lot of people there's a lot of paranoia as well that happens with practitioners who just start practicing and most likely because I always like to say have you really been hexed have you really been cursed is that likely who would want to do that to you um is it more likely that you are practicing you've got energy going on around you um you're not replenishing so you don't feel great um and it's just a self-maintenance thing that needs to happen or maybe when we start practicing and doing divination and things our energy becomes very attractive to other things that are out there um so entities other spirits things like that so do you have good protections in place to stop that from stop that energy from coming in um people go astral traveling and pick up attachments all the time um because they don't understand that you know you're in a vast space of 
infinity, there are entities that can come home with you um, and cause mischief and things like that. Um, it, it can be a lot of things and finding out who hexed you and who cursed you if it did happen is still a difficult process. So, um, you know, and it's not guaranteed that you're correct. And so if you're going to hit back, are you hitting the right person? Like, that's, you know, I still have trouble with it. This I've definitely been hit before and had a good idea about who it was. But instead I decided, you know what? I don't know what I did. I'm just going to keep this energy and if it, and see if you do it again. <laughs> Um, so I, what I find is like when we transmute the energy, um, and we level ourselves up. So like, I'll use it for prosperity workings. I'll use it to, you know, help people see my TikToks more. I'll use it to, you know, um, yeah, better myself. And that's usually going to make them even madder. So they're going to throw again. Um, and then I can, depending on the severity, like nothing very serious has ever been thrown my way where I've been like, okay. I'm, I'm have to do something about this it's right. more just annoyances and so I just keep it <laughs> but yeah no, if you're a new practitioner yeah definitely yeah return to sender you know do a cleanse on yourself and like even just a water cleanse and as it's coming off you as it goes down the drain it goes back to them like it's so simple breaking negative energy is just so easy um but yeah I wouldn't <laughs> No, as you were talking and you were talking about the the ways that you use that energy and how you fuel it I was like oh shit I do that without even realizing that that there's a name for doing that and so yeah. I I love it so I literally just wrote a note and I was like it's called collecting and transmitting the energy I always say the the energy that like it's always a weird energy when people are watching you online, right? Because it's either like an adoration for what you're doing, a jealousy that they're not doing it, or um, like actually just not liking you. And I have always taken the, oh, you don't like what I'm doing? Watch this type of energy and use that to like escalate what I'm doing in videos. And then I'm like, oh, I can change the kind of content that I'm doing then because it's attracting this kind of thing. So I don't, I don't really want that energy. So I'm going to shift it in this different way. And now I feel like a shapeshifter magic lady that we're talking now that we're talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. The interesting, like with technomancy. So the magic around social media is so interesting. It's something that I'm like really only just kind of forming my own conclusions about. Um, and it's come about from TikTok and receiving this negativity like I have a lot of plant wards just for just for haters, <laughs> just for jealousy, just for that sort of stuff. And when I see my plants being affected, I know that my content is annoying people. <laughs> and it's like, OK, so they're sick of the tarot. Um, maybe I'll do some more witchy stuff. <laughs> I don't know. So I do use it as an indicator. To like, OK, I'm annoying people. That's fine. Um, I don't like change anything about myself because it doesn't matter who you are. Somebody, like there's always going to be someone who just fucking hates your guts um, for whatever yeah. reason. And, you know, that's, I can't really concern myself with it too much. But um, so like doing sigils on your phone and warding your phone and things like that. I like am playing around with that because when I've done it in the past, I like shadow banned myself because I restricted my energy too much by protecting it. 
So um, then I took it off and then I'd go viral over something and then I'd have a bunch of Christians telling me that I'm going to go to hell. And I'm like, okay, so we need, we need to find a happy medium here where Christians aren't finding me, but people who could benefit or would like my content do. So it was really like a fine tune, a fine attunement of my social media awards because I didn't want to barricade myself. But at the same time, there are certain things that I don't want to perceive me <laughs> and I'm still working it out I still have times where I'm like oh like um it like award like that is something that needs to be replenished quite often because it's so heavily used as well um but from the data I've gathered gathered from the awards that I've made I've tried a few different ones yeah I get a lot of um yeah just negative like I, I get so much like support and so many lovely comments and a great community and I love that but there are also like a, a fair majority of people who are just like this is fucked like I hate this chick <laughs> like <laughs> she sucks I oh. think we're saying the same things <laughs> just differently um yeah. I recently I was reading some oh that headband did not look as cute as it was going to in my mind um <laughs> put it on it was like oh wait I look bald um I was reading something that was talking about the fact that our phones are created with crystals and so they're amplifiers and so even you just going through the processes of like cleaning out your phone on a routine basis and using one of those like cleaner apps and getting rid of things that you have multiple of because then you're not having room for new things because you have all of this old stagnant energy or going through pictures and deleting things that like no longer resonate with you or like bullshit screenshots that you had that you don't even need anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, then there are people who actually will put their phones, um, like in salts, like in like pink salt to like, just recharge everything. And it wasn't until recently that I had even thought about the phone, the fact that our phones are amplifiers and they have so much bullshit that comes into them all of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The internet as well. Like I, you know, I formed like a theory, the internet is a conduit. So you can absolutely, you can actually send spell work through the internet. You can like it's a, a connection point between you know you and I connecting right now if I wanted to send you a spell like, like if I wanted to perform one right now for you I could use the internet as my conduit to get that energy to you um so it's an incredible tool in, in nowadays in witchcraft especially with us being online and sharing information and content and things like that so yeah it's um the phone itself yeah it needs a cleanse it it needs to I mean you need to charge it with electricity so why not something more esoteric as well in terms of its energy um I, I had that realization as well with my for you page on TikTok was all you know uh, it was horrible for a hot minute there it was um all those people who are like giving you relationship advice and it's just like the worst advice ever like an episode like a cosmopolitan magazine would have better advice um or it's men like you know if he does any of these things like he fucking hates you and all this other stuff and I was just like get me out of here and but yeah I did a bit of a cleanse and reset on my phone and yeah I know that the algorithms at play it shows you things that you watch but yeah I was definitely not interested in any of this content it just yeah it was just negative 
shit on negative shit. And so I gave it a cleanse and also, you know, had a bit of a reset of my own mind because, yeah, obviously I'm single and that's something that I think about. Um, and yeah, it corrected itself, which was good. Um, so I think, yeah, technomancy in the coming years is going to be, you know, a really big thing um, and how we utilize our technology and the internet more in actual spell work and for people over in long distance. Well, I'm, I'm not offering spell work at the moment because I'm on a bit of a break. I started the the Clithoff trials, um, the Kabbalistic uh, enlightenment journey. Um, my guides are like, you need to conserve your energy for that. But when I was doing it, I before each session, so we do a consultation for spell work, I would get a crystal and I would place it you know we'd be meeting one-on-one -on -one and just to capture a, you know a signature of their energy so that while I was doing the spell work um I'm you know connecting it to them um but I probably didn't even need to go that far you know I could have done the spell with them on video call but instead I recorded it and then I send it to them and it's always with the intent that when you watch this that's when the spell starts because you're seeing it it's yeah um you're seeing all the energy happen in real time I'm talking you through it um doing divination to tell you you know what I think the outcome of it's going to be and you watching it and you seeing it and taking that energy in it starts then um so yeah I think um we're going to go a long way in the future <laughs> with how, how we do our work I love you calling it technomancy because I hadn't actually ever heard that before and your idea of putting the crystal there to like absorb like the signature of their energy and to be able to to use that as like a a remembrance and like a recognition of their energy i know that um i love using the internet as our conduit like you know on my um for my mentorship, I send them monthly readings that I pre-record and then I send to them and very much the way that it works for you, where this works whenever, you know, you watch it, that's when it begins for me. It's anytime that you decide to watch this, you're in that exact same energy that I'm in when I'm doing your reading and you feel that every time it's just a different message that comes through. And it's going to be the same with spell work with them being able to rewatch the spell work is maybe they notice the first time that you lit a candle, but then the second time they notice all of the herbs and all of the whatever else that you had brought into it too. And so it's yeah. like, it can be a new working, a new energy and a new way every time they watch it. Yeah. I also find that when, um, so I do recorded readings um, for some people if they can't make a time or whatnot and the amount of feedback I get where they go back and watch it and get a different message um so they you know they get the message the first time and they'll go back a month later and you know things have been confirmed but now there's a different message for them there that they didn't get the first time because that first thing's happened and now there's there's more information for them it's the same recording it's the same reading it's just they're picking up on different things um so what I love about pick a card readings and even the Facebook even the um the for you page readings I've like set very like strict parameters around that like there has to be certain symbols within the video for me to know that this is a message that I could take something from um so I don't watch all of them um but I do think there is a legitimacy of making a a reading that way with the intent of the person coming across it 
when it's time for them to see that message. Um, so I'm interested in doing that too, like doing pick a cards on YouTube or something. Like I used to be obsessed with them like years and years and years ago. Um, like Stargirl, the practical witch, like back in the day. Um, <laughs> like, and I think I'd like to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Collective readings are, can be a little vague because obviously there's so many different people watching them. So I don't like that element, but I think they're fun. And I think there is, you know, there can be something to take away. Um, you, your subconscious will usually pick up on the thing that's for you or the thing that you're looking to see as well. So like, there's an element of delusion that can go into them if you're doing them too much. So I say, you know, I tell you spirit guides, you know, I'm not reading any, I'm not going to pay attention to any for you page reading unless it has this symbol or they say this word or this color is present or whatever and then only pay attention to those ones that you come across and then even still use discernment um so that's how i filter through that <laughs> but, yeah i agree and not every message is um gonna align for you and i also think it's important to let people know too that not every reader is going to align for you either like it doesn't matter yeah the words that somebody speaks, but like somebody's energy can just not vibe with your energy. And I'm all about telling people right now that you don't have to have a reason for intuitively not liking something. You don't have to try and find yeah. a concrete reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I do it all the time. I'm just like, no, the, I, I don't like the vibe. I don't like the vibe of this. I don't like the vibe of you. And I try to, you know, not to be like, I'm, yeah, but I'm never wrong. I don't think we're ever wrong when we meet somebody and the vibe is off and there's just something about them. Um, you know, if you see that person consistently again and again, like they, the thing usually comes out, I find anyway. Like when I was working in corporate, like we had a bit of a revolving door because um, there was a sales department and I could tell in the first 10 minutes if this person was a dick or not uh, and <laughs> if they were going to last. And so I'd give my opinion to, you know, the higher up and yeah, I, I was never fucking wrong. I've never been, you know what, I was so wrong about you. I thought you were such a, yeah, and you turned out to be this nice person. No, and I give everybody a chance, regardless of how I feel in that first interaction. Still give you a chance, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm not wrong. <laughs> we, we need to trust that in ourselves. It's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there you can still having a feeling about something doesn't mean you have to be an asshole, just like you're saying, but it also makes it so that when stuff does happen further down the road and like it's proven why you had that feeling, you can just sit back and be like, I'm not shocked. I already felt this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a good confirmation exercise when we believe these things or we take notice of them and then later on it's you're proved correct. It's like, okay, good. Yeah, I am in touch with my intuition. I do know things. Um, confirmation is really important in developing your gifts. If you don't believe in yourself, then how are you going to, you know convey messages if you can't um you know convey them confidently and knowingly um giving readings is yeah such an interesting thing because even though i i get some people who come to me just for the entertainment value which is fine um and within we're 10 minutes in and you know they're like oh this is you're actually like 
telling me things that I need to do and <laughs> like I just wanted to know the future that's like oh that's not how my readings work I don't tell you the future I tell you you I tell you what's going on with you I tell you what you need to change I tell you how you need to like you what your path is what your your potential for growth is if you put the work in um there's no airy fairy this you know you're gonna get married here and it's not like that um and if they put the work in they'll come back in six months and go oh my god like everything you said was absolutely correct now I've done that what's next like like or I'm feeling blocked or again and you know what should I what do I need to look at and I graduate people out of readings all the time and I what I mean by I graduate them out is they'll come to me for you know a year or whatever and they'll get a reading every month or two and we get to the point where I can't tell them anything more they're at the point now where they need to start trusting themselves and their own messages and their own guidance. And, you know, a check-in every now and then energetically is fine, but getting a reading that frequently is not helping them anymore. And so I have to say, um, yeah, leave it for six months now and continue to work. And now you're gonna start doing these exercises to um, push your own intuition and your own gifts. Um, like there's nothing more I can tell you, so. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And because they will come back and be like, oh my God, like I've started tarot reading now. And it's like amazing. I love that for you. Um, it's yeah, it makes me really happy to to be able to do that and to help people on their path and to help them develop their gifts and to see the things that they already know, but they just need someone to tell them sometimes to to go do it. <laughs> and you know what what the outcome could be if they did. And sometimes people just need to know that like you believe in them enough to know that they can do things on their own and they just need an outward source to just validate them yeah like I definitely have um I'll do that like like I have one um someone you say being like no but I only trust your readings and it's like no <laughs> you are actually a talented like oracle yourself and like you come to me and I like I literally can only tell you that you're on the right track um there's no more guidance for me to give you here it's now it's an exploratory process of you developing yourself um and stepping into it and being powerful and you know people give me these compliments and it's like but I'm not fucking special I'm not special at all I've just been doing it for a bit longer that's all so if, if this is what you want, if you want to go down this path, if you want to open up and you want to see things and you want to, you know, be a part of this life and, and it is a lifestyle, it's not, you can't dabble um, and be effective at it. You can't put your tarot cards out once every six months and think you're going to get a very clear and concise reading. It doesn't work that way. It's consistency. Um, once you open yourself up to the other side of things, it's very hard to walk away from it. Unless you've had a very traumatic experience or something like that, people don't generally walk away. Um, so it's a decision if you want to, yeah, if you want to step into it, step into it. If you don't, then don't. Um, but if you do, you're going to have to do the work. There's no way around it. There's no bypassing. There's nothing, there's no cheat sheet. <laughs> you just have to consistently practice and you'll, be powerful like I, I don't know how else to put it <laughs> my husband and I were just talking about um what you just said because he was he was kind of laughing the other day and he goes witchcraft is literally like a lifestyle like your spirituality is like a lifestyle and like becomes almost like your personality because once you are 
balls deep in doing your shit. Like you, for me, I surround myself with people that like are in an energy of trying to elevate themselves and make their lives better and like explore things and learn new things and learn depths and things, whether that has to do with the spirituality or not. But like my advice for people always ends up being somehow witchy based and you physically start to like take on whatever energy you've been working with and, you know, call it your, your, your dark feminine villain era or whatever you want as you like get deeper as you're here. Like I, by the way, I just wanted to point out your like Elvira vibe with your, your Well, I thought I'd go like full witch. Why not? Love it so much. It's hot. Um. But it literally does become like, you know, your, when people come into your house, they feel it because whether that be that you have wards up or your protections or your whatever, you establish a very specific energy in your space that people can't deny when they're around. And it becomes just who you are without us even meaning for it to be. And then before you know it, it's been seven years that you've been doing this or longer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um now that I do this full time and it is something that I you know I create content around. Um, I've seen a lot of changes in like my friendships and things. Like they've always not like they've always known, and but it was always just kind of like uh, Amber's a bit quirky. Um, but now it's full time and it's everywhere and it's everything. <laughs> um, yeah not that friendships have fallen away because of it like a lot of that had to do with like my divorce and people were just like I think when you've got a lot of married couple friends and a couple separates um they they kind of just ostracize the broken up couple it's just too too icky to deal with so um so that definitely happened but in my friends like I've got friends who um you know they ask a lot of questions and they're very interested in it and very supportive but they don't they don't live that lifestyle um and I'm a little bit of a novelty to them so they'll introduce me to someone and she's a witch yes (laughs) (laughs) yes and now I have all of these questions from some random stranger at a pub and it's like it happens all the time it's that and it's like the most random Facebook messages and they're like so and so said that I should talk to you about such and such and I'm like what (laughs) yeah I have this problem I think I'm cursed and it's like okay (laughs) oh my god a thousand times what do I do Um, what is something did you have anything that you had like wanted to update on or talk about while we were here on the pod? Um, I don't know. I mean, the academy is like my main focus at the moment and doing these lessons and things like that. So that's available to anybody who's wanting. I've tried to keep it as cost effective as possible. So if you're in America, I think it's like $3 a month. Um, Three? And yeah. Um, just because of the exchange rate there's only two tiers so I did um, the academy circle which is just the content um, and then there's the academy coven which is like six or seven dollars a month and with that you get like the actual coven um, which is through discord and you know there's some content that's just the coven members because we'll do like group spells rituals and things like that um, but yeah I decided to try to make it as inclusive as possible like it's just knowledge that I have and I want to share it and my guides are very big on me like not like monetarily like gaining through my gifts too much like I'm supposed to be accessible so um even my readings aren't like crazily priced or anything like that um so that's that's that and you know it 
like for me it's so rewarding and you know I'm going to be writing a book based on all of the lessons like in different parts because there's going to be a book just about like the base concepts and like us understanding how energy works in an esoteric way and then there's going to be like an actual spell book so putting those you know um or how to construct spells and you know things that you can use and things like that and then um I have this whole like divination um theory around the fool's journey that I want to try and like get out of my head and into a book because it's all around manifestation and using divination for manifestation and how it works and um so there's that as well but getting like because like obviously when I come up with like a lot of these concepts and I dive deep into it all I'm usually high and <laughs> sorry as we all are <laughs> as we do and so I'll make these notes and I'll you know look back on them sober and I'm like this doesn't make any fucking sense but I still understand it still makes sense to me but conceptualizing and getting it out of my head is just incredibly difficult because it's like so like this part connects over here and it also connects there and it's like how do I cohesively describe are you what more I'm creative at night when you're high or during the day no at night I don't just work during the day um and because uh we do custody 50 50 so I only do it when I don't have my kids and I at night time just because I have like mom guilt about all of that so <laughs> like no shame to anyone who does I just can't do it I just yeah anxiety just gets a hold of me so I I make it a bit of a ritual too so you know like before I take it I'm doing it with intent I'm doing it to connect I'm doing it to tap into my creativity to tap into esoteric knowledge to be able to be a conduit for it um so yeah I, I don't get high just for fun I do it with intent um so what? but then it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no I I I kind of want to talk more about that so do you do you only get high when you are like trying to like brainstorm like concepts or do workings? Yeah, pretty much. Like my most creative like spells I've ever come up with and, uh, you know, diving deep into the energy, the pathways of it and concepts is it's, yeah, I do it exclusively. And it's not like bypassing and we shouldn't use drugs to bypass it spiritually but I don't do it all the time sometimes I would just like you know sit around and think things up but oh, no, I I'm high every using... time I'm doing spell work I have no judgment here <laughs> I was just asking if that's the only time that you're high oh yeah yeah I don't do it for fun I don't find it very fun. I don't do it for well shit well, I mean, it used to be fun, like back in the day and you'd like, you know, binge eat and watch TV and everything was funnier and you'd have like funny conversations with your friends. I'm so alone now that smoking on my own is sad, right? It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so unless I'm doing it with a purpose, why would I do it? It's the same, like you wouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't drink alone either. Um, but I've definitely done that and it's sad. So we don't do that anymore. We do it with purpose. We do it to socialize. We do it to have fun, uh, not to sit on our own and not have it any direction. So it's something that I'm trying to, yeah. And I, and I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, really miss it in that way. So yeah, it's just a, it's a sometimes thing for me. It's a sometimes thing. <laughs> No, I, I think that it's, um, 
I think that it has so many different ways, like cannabis specifically to me has so many different ways that people can use it and people can abuse using it and use it to just like sit down, have munchies, gain 300 pounds and watch Netflix all day. People can use it for like, I, I always smoke, um, sometimes even during, but always before I do readings, especially mediumship readings, because the combination of, of that and like whatever music I'm listening to and whatever helps me with channeling. And at night, you know, when my, my kid is asleep and whatever, smoking helps me to ground from out of the day. And I, um, like, I imagine that as I'm inhaling, like, and the smoke pushes everything that I have down through my feet and goes back into earth. And then I'm recharged and, um, like thoughtful about the creativity that I have. And that's when like the best ideas come up and you find the best people online and everything. You do. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) it's, I don't know. I think it's, such a great like I don't I don't channel anymore hi I used to and of course it's great great messages great flow um and especially with the music and I still do that now um I sort of decided that if I could do it high I could do it sober um so I decided that okay I need to level myself up to be in that way when I channel so I actively worked towards doing that because smoking so it was it was fucking with my my day basically like you it was making me lethargic and um I started getting anxiety smoking too much as well so it was always a gamble if I was going to have some would would it be a fun time or would I be having a panic attack so I decided to cut way back and um yeah still use the music in reading especially on lives when I'm doing readings on live um have the music on and yeah just like get into it and just focus um so I don't do it for readings anymore even though it's pretty fun (laughs) the other thing is I don't remember like I have a hard time remembering what I say to people like regularly because you're channeling you're not it's not your thoughts really you're yes. being used as a conduit so somebody be like oh my god that reading and you said this and I'm like absolutely not because you're not rememberable in any way I remember you but the things I said I'm not sure um and weed was making that even worse so um so yeah stop doing that but yeah in terms of thinking big and thinking outside the box and um, cause that's what I really love to do. I love to push myself and to push my practice and to think of new creative things and to, um, you know, new ways of using energy and magic. Um, yeah, smoking, getting high is like just a fast track to that big thinking. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. And I don't think I need to, it's such a natural thing. And I think that's yeah. what it was put here to do. Just like your ayahuasca's and your peyote's, there's a reason why they're medicines. They, they help us connect. Would um, you fuck with ayahuasca so I've never, and peyote? I don't know. I don't know. I think I've got the kind of brain that on like hallucinogens, I would. I would fucking, fucking kill it. myself <laughs> or somebody else. Like I, I cannot <laughs> do it um one of my I had an episode he might have even been my first guest um I have a shaman friend his name is etheric medicina he's here in the U.S. 
and he did this, he was talking to me about ayahuasca trips and that's something that like he leads people in and he helps them. And he was talking about one of the journeys that he had and he was talking about how his mind put him in this dark bathroom with this one light that was blinking and going out and going out. And like, it was his job to figure out how to turn the light on, but there was no string. There was no nothing. And like, even now talking about it, my, I have the chills. I could never, if I was trapped in my mind in a dark bathroom, like I am physically uncomfortable. Honestly, like I've done like a lot of astral like astral work astral travel. Acid. <laughs> I've done a lot of acid no I've never done acid <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first things my mom ever said when I was a teenager is don't do acid <laughs> she's like she had the worst trip of her life as a teen and was just like don't promise me you won't do it and I was like okay <laughs> but um even like traveling in the astral the things that you see and the trippiness of it mm-hmm. that is almost too much for me like I very often will like yeet myself back into my body because I've gone too fast or I've seen something and I'm like okay that was enough not being able to stop it would absolutely fuck me up um having to wait for the trip to be over especially if it turned on me or something like that I don't think I could handle it um not all of us are built for hallucinogens and I think I'm one of them (laughs) like I just fun fact I'm one of those people who can't get fucked up on mushrooms like I've done cool. mushrooms. I can, I've eaten a lot of magical mushrooms. I, I, nothing happens. Ah, I've done them once and it was like, I was fairly chill, but I didn't hallucinate or anything. Um, I just felt really relaxed um, and time went really quickly, but really slowly. And that was really the only effect I had of it. And I was like, oh, this is okay, but I'm probably not going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah I definitely dabbled in you know things like MDMA I used to yeah do a lot of that like just you know feeling and I can that just sort of I thing. don't know I could see you at a rave dressed like a witch just so I can honestly I used to I would roll from Thursday to Sunday and I would be raving <laughs> but I was never dressed like a witch I was yeah definitely dressed provocatively though that was just me <laughs> that's so funny I was about to make a joke about titties out uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no but doing all of that I fucked up my like dopamine stores and you know then had horrible depression in my like mid-20s um because I abused MDMA for so long um yeah so don't do drugs kids not like that oh don't you fuck drugs. up your, 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 your chemical and it took a long time to get that back in in balance um they used yeah decades worth of fucking dopamine in a year <laughs> Shit. well I want to thank you so much for coming back on the podcast for talking with oh, me for you. sharing more um I same as last time I have all of your links they'll go in the description I encourage everybody to go and follow you um I'm gonna get together with you off of this to talk about um where I can put a link for people to be able to sign up for your, um, the course that you do. Yeah. The Academy. Oh, it's Patreon. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I'm going to get that information from you. I think that I'm going to join onto your Patreon, um, because I love the way that you, I love the education that you have, the mindset that you have behind spell work. I, the energy that you put into it and the lesson that you have behind it. And 
if nothing else, I want to support that. But I also think that um, you just do things in a different way than I do. And I, how, like, that's the best way to learn is by seeing somebody else doing something differently than you. So I want to support that and, and put my energy into that. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. I, yeah, it, I think learning from each other is the only, the only way to go. Like we have to like share our resources, share our knowledge. Um, and I'm happy to share what I know. And I'm, I learn it all the time. I, the students, like people, they teach me so much as well. And they have different perspectives. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Fuck yeah, go for it. Like, <laughs> so, it's a lot of fun. I love it. Well, I, again, I just appreciate you. I feel like I'm going to have to have you back annually yeah. for check-ins because I like yeah, when we get together that. and I can see your face. And so um, you go enjoy your day in the future and I'll be here finishing out my Wednesday. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, darling. Thank you so much. And we'll talk You're soon. welcome. <laughs> Bye. Okay.